So, our president held his second State of the Union address last night. And honestly, if this wasn't a wake-up call for him or any of the Democrats, independents, and maybe Republicans that support him, that, yeah, he is not a very beloved um, or well-liked president. And pretty much everybody, everybody that's against him, including independents, including class party members, including uh, his own Democrat, fellow Democrats and Republicans, the majority of the Republicans being, you know, against him. You know, last night's controversial State of the Union, rambunctious State of the Union, if you will, wasn't, you know, basically a way to key him in or key everybody that supports him into the fact that, yeah, he's not very well liked, he's not believable, and, oh, they pretty much know why he's really in office, then I don't know what does. I mean, the only person in the back, because you have basically the House Speaker and the Vice President, you know, sitting behind uh, the President when they make these speeches, only Kamala Harris in support for uh, Joe Biden stood up and clapped. Kevin McCarthy just sat there like, you know, he just had this expression on his face like he could not believe the bull, the BS, if you will. You know, the, basically the, Un, uh, the unbelievable lies, you know, that Joe Biden was saying, because when you look at someone like Kevin McCarthy and other Republicans, Democrats and independents and grass party people that feel the same way about Biden and how he got into office, McCarthy truly believes and knows that Biden shouldn't even be there at all. And that the only reason he got in is because of something that got screwed up or something that basically the democratically led uh, party, House, you know, Senate, and those involved in the election caused to happen. You know, he has this, this look on his face, this demeanor of, this guy is so full of you-know-what, it ain't funny. And also, you got to look at the fact that this State of the Union and, you know, him just standing, like, you know, sitting there like, yeah, this, this this guy's full of crap kind of deal. Um, that, to me, almost clarifies the fact that he's going to have more ammunition, more ammunition to try to get, you know, not just, you know, Joe's son behind bars, but get Joe out of office and behind bars along with him based on what he believes they are both, you know, up to. And here's the thing, too. Here's the thing, too. You know, Biden talked about this whole, you know, Chinese weather balloon, spy balloon thing that happened. And all the Republicans were telling him, don't shoot the damn thing down. Don't shoot it down. Now, you might ask yourself, well, why not shoot it down? You know, we don't know what it's doing. Here's the thing. The Republicans probably believed that if we left it well enough alone, we could find out whether or not, you know, just by, you know, letting it drift and letting it be maybe some other country's problem because... The way it was going, it was heading towards the UK and everything. You know, we, you know, basically their belief is you'll leave it, you know, leave it alone. Let it be, you know, maybe the United Kingdom's problem. Let Prince Charles, or King Charles, if you will, have it shot down. And then from there, kind of, you know, figure out, you know, from the UK, from England and all of them, exactly what is going on. You know, exactly what was this thing flying about. So to them, I think it was... They had the belief of leave, leave well enough alone, let it fly by, let it be another country's problem, let them probably shoot it down, 
and then maybe we gather information from there. Because when Biden see not Biden, but when McCarthy sees Biden saying, shoot the damn thing down, it shows to McCarthy that Biden's being a hypocrite. Because Biden, from what McCarthy and others that you know, support him are saying, is that Biden has connections with China. And by him shooting down this, you know, spy balloon or whatever it was, to kind of send a message of, hey, you ain't going to pull that crap here. Not only does it show that Biden's a hypocrite and everything, but Biden pretty much probably doesn't know what the hell he's doing, you know, as, as president. And that everything he said in his State of the Union address last night, you know, the reason it got the reception it did in the House, in the Senate, you know, that rebunctious, rowdy reception this is because the majority of the Republicans, some of the Democrats, some of the Indies, some of the grass, grass party, you know, they do not believe a word he's saying. And they know or believe to know that he is being manipulated. He is being used by the Democrats, by the likes of a Kamala Harris, and by anybody else in power there. Because they know, truthfully, as I mentioned, that he should not be in office right now. And if his uh, reception, controversially, of, you know, everybody basically booing him. I mean, a majority of the people in that house, house the Republicans were, were booing him. Even though he tried to, you know, correct, correct, you know, what they were saying, trying to justify what he was saying, they were booing him. They were booing him, and that's not a good sign. Because never once... Did I ever see Barack Obama when he did a State of the Union get booed? Never once did I see Trump get booed. Never once did I hear or see Bush get booed or any of that. Not even freaking Clinton. From what I've heard, from what I remember or heard, never never once did he get, you know, a whole, you know, downpour of thumbs down and boos, you know, thrown against him during, you know, his State of the Union address. I mean, the way he was being received was like he was the most hated heel in professional wrestling. And here's the thing. This wasn't even pro wrestling. Okay? This wasn't even pro wrestling. But it felt like a freaking wrestling atmosphere the way they were, you know, the way the, the, the criticisms and the boos and all that were raining down upon him. And again, you just have to look at the facial reaction of Kevin McCarthy behind him. You have to look at how people, like one of the, like, what was her name, Taylor something, you know, majority T Taylor something, she she shouted he's a liar. I mean, come on. You know, Joe Biden, if he wanted to do a State of the Union address, if I was him, honestly, I would not have chosen the House. No, I would not have done that. I think that was the House they were at. I would have instead chosen maybe the Senate floor, or I would have chosen... You know, the, the the White House itself to do the State of the Union. Maybe even the freaking Oval Office. But, you know, because I would... Because honestly, do, doing it the way he did there, uh, yeah. This isn't like the last time he did a State of the Union address when he had Harris and Pelosi behind him. You know, and they were both going like, yay, yay, yay. And in people's minds, Republican people's mind, I mean, when they're going, yay, yay. You know, the Republicans, they're looking at this just like McCarthy, and they're like, you know, all they're seeing is, you know, Harris and Pelosi clapping and cheering, and then in their minds, they could see, kind of see them kind of whispering to each other, this is good, <laughs> we got Biden wrapped around our finger, <laughs> you know, 
that's how, I know that sounds silly and everything, but that's how they viewed it. And it was a different atmosphere at that time. It was a different atmosphere, a different setting. You know, yesterday, <laughs> that was a complete 180 from the last one. And now, that more than ever, like I said, should open the eyes of Joe Biden, of Jill Biden, Kamala Harris, and the Democrats and Republicans and Independents and grassroots people that support him, that are behind him. It should open the eyes of the, of the Americans that support him and want him to re, you know, rerun for another term. It should open their eyes like maybe Joe is not meant to be in this position of power because of the fact that not only is he too old for the job, no offense in saying that, and not only because he you know, has you know, issues flubbling over his own words, even when he has a prepared speech in his hand, you know. You know, last night should be an eye-opener of, you know, that basically he's probably not going to be there after this term. That he's only going to do one term, and that whoever comes in next, Republican, Democrat, Indy, Grass, that whoever comes in next, they are going to probably be, you know, given a whole freaking handful of the mess you know, that Joe Biden left behind. Whether it's Trump coming back in, whether it's somebody else in the Republican Party coming back in, whether it's, you know, someone from the Independents or whatever. The point is, you know, I, I look at the highlights. I look at the highlights of the State of the Union address because I didn't watch it because I was getting off work, getting on the bus, you know, and heading home. You know, that's what I was focused on. But what I saw last you know, from last night through the various clips you can find here on YouTube, it's, you know, it was, and probably the various clips you can find on audio podcasts, because you will get an audio podcast version of this as well. You know, it, I, I don't, I, I hope, I hope to God that he gets the message. I hope to God that people that support him, you know, for a re a re-election cause, get the message. I hope the governors, across the country that support him, whether they're Republican or Democrat or Independent or grass. You know, hopefully they get the message of, yeah, Joe Biden is not going to be, or shouldn't be in this position of power. You know, because if he got the reception he got, you know, throughout that whole State of the Union address, and the whole freaking country, if not the world, is watching, that's not a good view, not just for him, but for our country. It's not a good view. It's not a good look. And again, it to me it sends a message. It needs to, it needs to, and hopefully has sent a message that Joe Biden cannot be in office after this year again. He can oh, after this term. He's that he has to be gone. And hopefully, whatever Democrat runs against him in the Democratical portion of the race, you know, whatever Republicans race against Trump in the Republican portion, hopefully. Any one of them, including Trump, realize, okay, we if we get in, we're going to have a lot of Joe Biden's mess to clean up, and we're going to have to restructure things, you know, to kind of go in a way that's more sensible and less controversial. Basically, whatever president, you know, gets elected, you know, into office, you know, not saying that Joe Biden wouldn't get reelected the way the system is sometimes, but it, if whatever person gets the opportunity to succeed Biden as president, you know, 
honestly, they need to take what happened here with this State of the Union and put it in the back of their minds, file it, you know, study it, and be like, if I want to avoid something like this, I need to work with both, with all parties involved. I need to work with Republicans, Democrats, Indies, you know, Grass Party. I need to work with all of them. You know, I can't just be focusing on my one party to prove, oh, we're better and more superior. <laughs> oh, geez, go read McCovey. You know, no. They, whatever person becomes president after Joe Biden, whether he gets a second term or not, which obviously after what's been going on lately, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, that president has to make sure, he or she has to make sure that they have a decent balance and understanding, you know, and listening to all the parties involved so they can work out something that everybody can agree on. Because, I'm telling you, that was not a good look. It was not a good look for Joe Biden last night. It wasn't. And even in that State of the Union address, he was stumbling over his words. And like I said, you look at Kevin McCarthy in the back, the House Speaker, and he's got this expression of like, I can't believe what this guy is saying. You know, this guy is so full of BS, it's not funny. And you, and his thing, if McCarthy gets his way, and both Bidens get investigated and are found to be guilty of association with China, or in this case being hypocritical, basically, you know, using China too, and everything. You know, if he gets his way, Joe may not make it to re-election, or possible chance at re-election. Joe might be out before that. Now you might say, well, if that happens, Kamala Harris slipped in, right? Or slides in, right? True, but even her, even Harris, don't tell me for an instant McCarthy wouldn't look at Harris and be like, okay, got Biden out, now we're going to look at you. You know, we're going to look at you, we're going to investigate whether or not you have any ties to something to ensure whether or not you are a good choice to be president. So, you can't tell me he's not already planning to investigate Harris after he hopefully, in his mind, gets rid of Biden. Because he will. And, look, Harris coming in, would she be the lesser of the two evils? Absolutely. Would she be a better choice than Biden? Absolutely. Is she more understanding of the current generation, as well as the previous generation, and all that? Yes, I will say that. I will say that. But still, she's not coming... But here's the thing. She will not be coming into the Oval Office if Biden is ousted without her own baggage. Because she has a lot of baggage. And that's baggage that McCarthy will, you know, you know, basically will not hesitate in investigating and looking into to see whether or not it's baggage that's worthy of impeaching her which would basically put him in as president, or if it's baggage that's just worth nothing more than a slap on the wrist, like, bad Harris, bad Harris, you know better. You know, let that be a lesson. Don't you do it again. Now you can go be president. You know, if you, don't, if you can't say that he's not going to look into that, he will. He will. But yeah, just the expression from him alone, the reaction by all the Republicans in that house, it's like... Again, not a good look for our country, and not a good look for our country from a leadership perspective. It isn't. And obviously, the whole world that probably saw that State of the Union, along with the, our country, probably is in a mass agreement now that, yeah, what kind of a leader do they have over here 
over there in the United States? What kind of leader, you know, has a majority of his, you know, parliament, cabinet, whatever, uh, booing him? Excuse me there, but booing him. N nobody, really. I mean, there are a few countries that probably have it currently as we speak, but still, you know, the U.S., as far as I know, has never dealt with something like this, period. Never once. And now we are. And all I can say to Biden about that is hopefully this is a wake-up call for you, Joe. Hopefully this is a wake-up call for you, Jill, that maybe this term should be your only term and that maybe you need to ride off into the sunset, you know, and go retire, you know, in Panama Beach or something like that and enjoy life. Because if you try to get yourself re-elected, you know, if you try to get yourself re-elected into office and succeed, you think... This term right now is controversial. You think this term right now is gonna is becoming a headache for you, especially after last night? You have no clue what could be in store for you, you know, for another four years after this four years. You don't. You know, you really don't. But but yeah. You know, hopefully that, hopefully that, that's what happened last night for everybody to see. Hopefully that's a wake-up call. A wake-up call that has been desperately needed for everybody that supports Biden. Whether you're Republican-based, Democratical-based, Indie-based, Grassroots-based, hopefully it's an, an eye-opener for you. That maybe this guy that you supported to become president in 2020, maybe he's not meant to be president. And maybe there was something, you know, kind of suspicious about how he suddenly just came out of nowhere and beat Donald Trump. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But, yeah, it wasn't a good look. And hopefully it opened up a lot of eyes, voting-wise, voters-wise. It opened up a lot of eyes, political-wise, not just in Washington, you know, uh, where the State of the Union took place, but all across the board with the governors and state senates and all that. Hopefully it opened everybody's eyes to realize, yeah, this is not the leader we need, especially if most of his House, most of his Senate is against him. And if the House Speaker is just sitting there with the expression of, I don't believe a freaking word this guy's saying, he's full of crap. So, and you have one of them calling out and saying he's a liar. You know, so, yeah. Um, hopefully this woke everybody up and, you know, they'll start considering, okay, maybe, start considering, okay, do I vote, do I, for those of you that want to see him again in office, hopefully it woke you guys up and made you realize, do I want to see him back or maybe should I cast my vote elsewhere? Hopefully this opened everybody's eyes. Hopefully this is a major eye opener that was, sorely sorely needed and that's the honest truth but let me know go let me know what your guys thoughts are how you do you feel about the state of the union address last night what did you think about it you know do you think it did open everybody's eyes as to the fact that maybe biden is not meant to be in this position let me know down below in the comments as well as in the live chat during the premiere like the video as i mentioned you will get an audio podcast version of this it the BW Roses Discussions Podcast and all your favorite 